Live from the Star Worldwide Network Studios, it's time for Spirituality for Everyday Living with Melinda Vale. As the medium who makes a difference, Melinda and her guests discuss practical spirituality and how it makes an impact on our everyday lives. And now, here's your hostess, Melinda Vale. Welcome to Spirituality for Everyday Living. I hope that you had a wonderful Easter and a wonderful Passover. And I am with someone today that is purely the essence of what we talk about in being a spiritual and enlightened person, empowering oneself, empowering others, giving and working through some childhood circumstances that may not have always been great. I am proud to introduce you to Diana Gregory. Welcome to Spirituality for Everyday Living, Diana. Thank you, Melinda. Such a pleasure to be here, and I'm extremely grateful for the invitation. I can't wait to hear all about your story because you are a giver. Like you are someone that has given back always. And here you are on all these different boards and the Urban League, the Arizona Black Chamber of Commerce, the Women's Forum from Arizona, so many different uh, givebacks that you've done in your life, so many boards that you've served on, such an amazing uh, ability to, to be there for others. I just, I want to recognize that and say thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I just like to say that I received my calling mm-hmm. at a very, very young age. I always like to tell the story of what inspired me to do the work. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was eight years old, and I'm outside playing with my playmates, mm-hmm. and one of our neighbors, Miss Fanny, who was 85 years old, She had just returned from shopping, Mm -hmm. and she's struggling trying to carry her bags, and the kids were so busy playing, no one paid any attention to her. Mm -hmm. And I got up, and I said, Miss Fanny, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. And I helped her carry her bags up eight flights of stairs. It just so happens on that particular day, the elevator was broken. Mm -hmm. Something happened to me on that particular day. That was a very defining moment for me. I saw how seniors were sometimes treated, neglected, overlooked. Mm -hmm. And I made a vow that when I grew up, I wanted to do something on a very, very big scale to help seniors. Mm -hmm. And that is what we do now through my nonprofit, Mm -hmm. Diana Gregory Outreach Services and Gregory's Fresh Market. Mm -hmm. We provide low-income seniors and veterans with access to fresh fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. What I didn't know, but I later found out, we lived in a food desert. Mm-hmm. Food deserts are those areas where they don't have large grocery stores. Right. And so I made it a point that once I retired, I wanted to serve a need. Mm-hmm. And that need was providing the elderly with fresh fruits and vegetables. So that's the story. Mm-hmm. That was my calling. And also, at 12 years old, I was tutoring. I would tutor kids in math. Mm-hmm. So I've always been committed to a life of service. Mm-hmm. That is what truly brings me joy. And it's a purpose-driven life. Yes. I mean, you know, people who have true purpose are giving to others. 
And while they're giving to others, they actually give to themselves because all that good energy just flows back and forth. You give and you receive at the same time. It's yes. the spiritual way to be. Right. So you were raised in a situation where you were in the uh, Pruitt Ego Housing. Yeah, Pruitt Ego. Yes. Uh-huh. Is that, what did I say that for me again? Pruitt Ego. And that's named after the two architects that, yes. that created that. Uh-huh. And there were 11 story buildings and sometimes they had skip elevators i understand where yes. they would go to a floor and then, and then the, no walk. elevator then you'd you have, have to walk, walk. and yes. and so on uh 10, people live there 28 70 apartments mm-hmm. it was a big community in itself but it had a lot of crime and poverty yes and your parents would tell you it's not where you live it what it's what lives inside of you, and that is the most important thing that I think can be imparted to a child is not where you live, but what lives inside of you. Tell me a little bit about your parents. That's like a pretty oh. amazing thing to be teaching a child. Yes, you know what was so wonderful about my parents is although we grew up in public housing, mm-hmm. we received so much nurturing. There was the love was there, so it didn't matter what was on the outside. Mm-hmm. You know what they preached to us mm-hmm. was that just stay focused. The the, the key was to get an education. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made sure that we worked hard, mm-hmm. and and so that we could win scholarships. I uh, graduated high school valedictorian. Mm-hmm. I won a scholarship to Boston University, mm-hmm. and they made sure, because they couldn't afford to send us to college. Mm-hmm. So that was what was so important. And I would rather run away from home before I brought a bad grade mm-hmm. to my parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just so much of a focus on education. Mm-hmm. And after graduating from high school, went to Boston University, I started my career in corporate America. and. Couldn't wait until I had retired Mm -hmm. because that would give me an opportunity to do what I really loved, Mm -hmm. and that was to be out serving others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you, you know, you started uh, working for the corporation in 1979 and made your way up to the top. So even even though it was corporate America, it was Anheuser Busch was. It, it was still an accomplishment as you were continuing to move forward and grow. Your parents must be so proud of you. Yes. And, you know, I worked in the industry, the alcoholic beverage industry, at a time when there were very few women in the industry. Mm-hmm. And so what it did was it helped me to develop a thick skin throughout mm-hmm. my life. So all the things that I'd have to deal with, I was prepared to, to deal with those things. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine it. That's what, 45, 45 years ago now. And so women weren't in any big corporation back in the day, right. let alone the liquor industry, you know? Yeah. So what, how did you happen to get that job? That's so interesting. You know, you went to that. Well, after growing up in St. Louis, mm-hmm. everyone wanted to work for Anheuser-Busch. Mm-hmm. You know, big company, wonderful benefits, and... I like to tell the story of how that all came about. After graduating from Boston University, I had come home to visit my parents. I remember calling the personnel department five times in one day. 
I called and I said, hello, I speak to Ron Craster at the time he was the HR personnel manager. I'm sorry, he's not available. I called a second time. All of this is in the same day. I'm sorry, he's not available. It just so happens on the fifth time, this was about five o'clock. He answered the phone. Hello, this is Ron Craster. Hi, my name is Diana Gregory. I've just graduated from Boston University. I'm really interested in pursuing a career with Anheuser-Busch. And he says, oh, oh, slow down, slow down. He says, what are you doing in two days? He scheduled me to come in in two days for an interview. At that time, if you didn't know someone, it was really hard Mm -hmm. trying to get in to the company. Went in for an interview two days, three days later, I was offered the job, and then I was off to training. And that's how that career started. But I I learned persistence, to be persistent. And I've been that way throughout my entire life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, persistence Mm -hmm. and perseverance and not giving up. And then, you know, sometimes that creates a God moment. Like that was a God moment that he answered the phone himself. right. You know, and I think that that energy of perseverance and persistence and believing in yourself, the way that your parents taught you to believe in yourself and, and above odds, you know, has created God moments in your life for you like that. And, you know, we grew up with a very strong faith. The Mm -hmm. family would go to uh, church on Sundays, sing in the choir, Bible study on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. And so we had a very strong faith. I remember as a little girl in the eighth grade, I wanted to win a Bible. In order to win the Bible, I had to learn the Ten Commandments, the 23rd Psalm, you know, the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. I mean, just so much. So even today, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, you know, things that you learn as a child, it's mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. how those things still stick. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. But, you know, I, I'm just so grateful for our parents that instilled in us, you know, all of these wonderful skills and to just be, I would say, you know, we, we grew up being authentic, to just be genuine. And, and mm-hmm. that's all about, you know, living that life on purpose mm-hmm. also. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Being mm-hmm. authentic is, right. is critical to being able to live a purposeful life. Right. And then after you, I almost said graduated from Anheuser-Busch. <laughs> after you graduated from anheuser after you retired, that's when you decided you were really going to create the, the purposefulness and what you learned as an eight-year-old in helping the elderly do you think that we, as a society, are different than we used to be? We used to bring our elderly parents home and take care of them, and and now there, it seems like there's not as much uh, multi-generational living and that kind of thing. Do you think it's different in today's world? You know, what I see today is when our elderly get sick, they're put into nursing homes. You know, if you look at some countries, when the elderly get sick, they come in and they live with the family. Actually, they live longer if they can be with the family. Mm-hmm. But we just have to be more responsive in terms of wanting to have a better life. Mm-hmm. Now, what I really like is that I've had the opportunity to spend a great deal amount of t- time with elderly, with the seniors. Mm-hmm. I Prior to coming to Arizona, I would get to meet centenarians every now and then. Mm-hmm. But now that I've been here, I've, the oldest person that we have honored was 114. Oh, wow. So, you know, 104, 105, 
I mean, people are just, they're living longer. Mm-hmm. And when they can be with the family, that just makes that even better. Absolutely. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I was a, a young single mother, I had three kids that I had, you know, not a pot to piss in or a window to throw out of, right? And on Christmas Eve, I would tell them that they were the only special children in our hometown that they would get to go to the nursing home and Santa would come. So I would take them to the local nursing home on Christmas Eve. The, they, people would pull, especially my little girl, up on their, on their laps. They were like two and four and seven at the time. And then the fire company would bring Santa on the fire truck to see the elderly. And do you know that two out of my three children have turned into social workers? That made such an impact in their lives. I was just doing it because I didn't know how to give them something special for Christmas, so I made it special for them. And, you know, they just loved going and helping to open people's presents because in the nursing homes on Christmas Eve, not a lot of families were there visiting their elderly. And to see three little kids and to be able to enjoy some cookies and and punch with them, it was a wonderful experience for my children and for the elderly. And it's, it turned my kids into something special, I think, just doing that. That should be an experience for every child. Mm-hmm. And what we try to do with our program is intergenerational programs where we bring the youth where they help during the holidays, Mm -hmm. serving the seniors. And so that is so important because when they grow up, they have more respect for seniors Mm -hmm. if we can start training them at a young age. And not to be afraid of growing old. People are so afraid of growing old. I mean, it's just, we all get there. Right, yeah, And, and, and what we do is through our senior awards, we try to bring home the message to celebrate getting older. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we show examples of people that are living a wonderful life, mm-hmm. like Pat McMahon, and, and they haven't stopped. Mm-hmm. So what we try to encourage them to do is don't stop living. You know, cel- celebrate the aging process. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have had the oldest female bodybuilder. We had the oldest yoga instructor. You know, we had the oldest tap dancer. Oh, that's wonderful. So we have all of these seniors that we have honored, Mm -hmm. and they come, and they are such wonderful examples. You know, one year we had Sister Madonna Buter. I mean, she was a a triathlon. I mean, she had a Nike commercial that was done of her. She was 85. Mm -hmm. And so she was swimming, cycling, running. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I believe that. When people come to our luncheon and they see the life that centenarians, they haven't stopped living. Mm -hmm. And so they are encouraged. You know, someone will tell you it was never too late. They started running when they were in their 60s. Absolutely. Yeah, so. Absolutely. I have no qualms about telling people that I'm 69 years old. I have no qualms about that. Yes. But my husband and I, who's, I Rob the Cradle, he's two years younger than I am, but uh, we just started working out with a trainer, and mm-hmm. we're enjoying every minute of it. You right. can start at 69, you can start at 75, you can start getting yourself physically fit. I want to be able to get up off the floor if I fall down, you know, so I'm trying to get my core strong, and I think that's the message that we just have to keep going and 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 keep our minds going. Right. There it's- was a study done, I think it was at Harvard, 
I don't know if you saw that study where it was a 75-year-old study that showed it's really not what you eat or how you exercise or how you sleep or whether you do crossword puzzles. It's how you socialize that makes you age more gracefully and more connected. So, you know, I wonder if uh, people realize that they sitting at home in front of the TV is not good. It's, you know, make some friends if you don't have some. Go do some things. And that's one of the things that we provide, socialization versus isolation. Mm -hmm. Researchers say that socialization is lack of socialization. Isolation is lethal. Mm -hmm. It's the equivalent of smoking 15 cigarettes a day. So it is so important to make sure that our seniors are engaged, that they are socializing. And that's why we bring so many programs to the seniors, Mm -hmm. such as cooking classes, nutrition education, Mm -hmm. exercise classes. The main thing is just to get them out of their apartments Mm -hmm. uh, so that they don't feel so lonely. During the holidays, uh, we go into the facilities, we provide Christmas caroling. Mm -hmm. And what we find is even when we're getting ready to go, they'll say, can you sing another song? Oh, yeah. They're not ready for you to leave yet. Yes. And we have seniors that tell us when we bring our activities to these facilities, Mm-hmm. When you're not he- here, I read a book, I go to sleep. Oh. I watch television, I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. But we bring activity. Mm-hmm. And we have been doing some studies just now we're starting to do where we go into these facilities and they tell us how important it is, the socialization is. You know, during COVID, mm-hmm. uh, we were probably one of the few organizations that were still serving the seniors. And they looked forward to our coming because they would come, leave their apartments, come to the community room and get a bag of produce. Mm-hmm. And so that gave them an opportunity to see their neighbors. Mm-hmm. But the socialization piece just critical. It is even, so important. Even with dementia, uh, socialization is important. And, and in dementia, you can remember words to songs even if you can't remember something else because it, it uses a different part of the brain. Uh, right. It's you know, it's it's so important. It's like a baby's. It's like newborns. If they're left isolated, they too die. They, yes. They, they, you know, so the, I always say there is a four-year rule of life. Four years in the beginning of life is a lot and at the end. So not a big difference between 24 and 28, but a di- big difference between 8 and 12, 12 and 16, 16 and 20. And then when you hit 60, it starts again. Big difference between 60, 64, 64, 68, 68, 72. And so when you're in that last four-year rule of life, you have to really focus on finding the things that give you joy and make you experience feeling connected and, and proud of yourself and the things that we really thrive on, which are uh, connecting with each other. So that's wonderful that you do that. I Amazing. And, and one of the things that and we haven't really talked about is the impact that isolation has on your mental health. Mm -hmm. You know, so that if we can keep them engaged uh, in in terms of just keeping them mentally healthy, Mm -hmm. so that makes such a big difference. Mm -hmm. I was going to mention one of my seniors lived to be 105 years old, and, you know, what I liked was I would ask them, what did they attribute their longevity to? Mm-hmm. And she would talk about socialization. You know, she sang in the choir at 105. Mm-hmm. And also having a positive attitude. Mm-hmm. And moving, if you was to ask Dick Van Dyke, 
you know, what do you attribute his longevity to? He's, he wrote a book about moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. Yeah. You just got to keep moving. Absolutely. Right. Time. So yeah. it, it just, um, it, you know, it makes a big difference. So I'm just so delighted that we're able to offer the seniors the programs that we do at no charge, and that's through the generosity of the sponsors that we have. Mm-hmm. And um, if someone wants to help to do that or to give money, where what do they do? Well, just go to our website, mm-hmm. uh, com, And, mm-hmm. you know, there are so many ways that people can help. You mm-hmm. can come and you can volunteer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can like us on Facebook. You know, something mm-hmm. that's real simple. You mm-hmm. know, like us on Facebook, mm-hmm. share our post. Mm-hmm. We have a program that we've been doing for six years now for the veterans. It's called Veggies for Veterans. Mm -hmm. We go to the VA hospital, and we provide, when we go, 700 veterans with bags of fresh fruits and vegetables. It's all about promoting healthy eating, healthy living. Mm -hmm. And so they really look forward to it. Mm -hmm. And so we're just so excited that we can offer that program. Oh, yeah, that's, that's yeah. wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's right. wonderful. Yeah, and, uh, and we just recently, there's a new clinic that recently opened. So now we go five times to the VA hospital, mm-hmm. and then we go three times to, to the clinic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the clinic is just a, a, a smaller facility. At the, the VA, they probably have close to 3,000 veterans that come on a daily basis. So you can see how quickly you can go through 700 bags of produce. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Right. Well, I hope everybody will get up on Diana's website and take a look and do what you can. Volunteer, donate, do right. something. Yes. Because we're all in this together. You know, we're all going to be old someday. Hopefully, we're going to be a productive 105-year-old. Um, but, you know, we all need to, to stick together. I think that's a problem right now is that we seem to have wedges between us instead of sticking together you know it used to be again in the old days we'd all get together as neighbors and raise a barn now we don't even want to know who our neighbors are you know it's just it's we got to stick together here i think that's real important right no it makes such a big difference and i'm just glad that we were at the forefront you know when we were founded 14 years ago uh, we were we came out of the gates saying, okay, we're here to help combat food insecurity. Mm-hmm. And so we started doing it now. And, and now there's just so much focus on everyone eating healthier, mm-hmm. eating fruits and vegetables, because you look at how it can help combat so many chronic diseases uh, that we have. And when we're doing those nutrition classes, you know, we're focusing on the type of foods you should eat if you have diabetes. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's uh, really, really good. Which diabetes is... A really, even type two diabetes is a really difficult disease to to work around, to work with, to to be able to find a balance with. You know. Yes. I have actually a diabetic son, and it's it's a tough it's a tough thing. And one out of four veterans have diabetes, mm-hmm. and so that's why when we deliver the Veggies for Veterans program, we have information literature to, to teach to educate at the same time. So I always think that there is some kind of a body-mind connection. And diabetes is, is basically like you know, removing the sweetness out of your life, mm-hmm. you know. Diabetics often have their own emotional ups and downs because their blood sugar goes up and down. So it's critical for them to learn how to eat properly and, and to know exactly how to keep in balance. 
you know? You know what is so spectacular is we look at the outcomes from some of the programs that we offer. Mm-hmm. When you have a senior that's gone from like 20 medications down to four, you know, so you start seeing all of this happening in real time mm-hmm. and and, and, and and also promoting sugarless days. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not saying go completely without eating sugar, but why don't you try two or three days mm-hmm. and not eating any sugar at all? Mm-hmm. So we're just really there to just help promote healthy living, healthy eating. How do you stay inspired every day in your life? You're such an inspiration to others. How do you take care of you? What inspires you? I think just waking up every day inspires me. Mm-hmm. You know, you sort of look at each day you have the opportunity to start over. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like looking at an empty circle. So every day is a new day. And I think it comes from just being content with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just so happy to be able to go out and to serve seniors. Mm-hmm. What was nice was all the skills that I needed to help launch my nonprofit. I, I gained all of that when I worked in corporate America. Mm-hmm. So now uh, I'm just grateful to just have another day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I remember I had an uncle that, uh, my late uncle would always say that fear and God don't occupy the same space. Oh, I love that. Is that good? Yes, that's yes. fantastic. Right, yeah. You know, so if you believe in God, you know, why are you fearful, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So uh, anyway, I'm, in terms of, you know, you're saying, how do I keep, stay inspired? Mm-hmm. I love the work that I do. I love working with people. Mm-hmm. And it's just so exciting. It, it really is. And I'm always looking for how we can do more. Mm-hmm. And... The thing that makes me feel good is when someone says, this bag of produce that you gave us, it's the difference between having a meal and starving. Mm-hmm. So when you hear things like that, you know that you're, you're making a difference. Mm-hmm. That sounds like I really love your family. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. It sounds like I really love your parents and your uncle. Inspiration has the word in spirit in it. And so we are in spirit when we are inspired to do something for others. And you're right. Your uncle's right. There's no room for having any fear when it comes to doing God's work and being a person that lives in integrity and feeling like when you get to the other side of the veil, you can say, Hey, I always did the right thing, even when it wasn't the easy thing. Right. You know, that's, that's the bottom line is to always do that right thing. Right. Just living a life of integrity. Yeah. Yeah. And and at this point in my life, I mean, I've retired and so I think everyone should have a cause that they support. Mm-hmm. And my cause is seniors, mm-hmm. is veterans and also grandchildren. Yeah. You know, we have a program where uh we provide fruits and vegetables for grandparents raising grandchildren ah. and teaching those children also uh how to eat healthier. We have kids that have never like had cucumbers or Mm -hmm. had carrots. But what we find is that if a child is involved in the preparation of a meal Mm -hmm. with those fruits and vegetables, they'll eat it. Mm -hmm. So that's one way to get them to start eating. I absolutely agree. You know, Mm -hmm. we take great pride in our grandchildren and we have a grandson that will order broccoli in a restaurant. So we're real proud of that. That's wonderful. Yes. Yes. And do you have grandchildren of your own or children? No, no children. My 
children, I always tell everyone on my nieces and nephews. Uh-huh. Those are, I was too busy working. I understand. Yes, and that's not all fun, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, but it just so happens that's the life that I, I was dealt. <laughs> well, you know what? Yes. Sometimes you are dealt a life of, of, of that in order to be service to others, like to take all of you and be able to give it to so many others right. than just a few. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's wonderful. To, yeah. And there are a lot of grandparents that are raising their grandchildren in today's world because we are still in an opioid crisis. We still have kids dying in their 30s and 40s from now fentanyl, and grandparents do get their, their, their grandchildren to raise. Yes, yeah, so it's like they've had their life, and now they're starting all over again because mm-hmm. they've got to raise those grandchildren. Mm-hmm. So we'd like to be able to offer something for the grandparents mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. So that, that makes it very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't tell you how much I love talking to you today, and I... I'm just so so tickled with uh, meeting you and hearing about somebody taking care of our seniors, their nutritional needs, their social needs, and I hope that everybody will take a page from your book here and start thinking about the old, older people and the elderly people and, and helping out a little bit. Thank yeah. you for being here, Diana. Thank you, Melinda. It's been such a pleasure yeah. Yeah. to be here, and I guess if there's just one thing that... I'd like to leave everybody is just to say walk in love. Ah, yes. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, there it is. This is spirituality for everyday living. You heard it from Diana Gregory. Walk in love.